everyone, I'm Mel and you're listening to Free Kick, the Fantasy W podcast. Today, in our 18 clubs in 18 days, we're talking about the West Coast Eagles. And I'm joined by Will. G'day, everyone. So, the Eagles, why don't you give us a little team overview like you usually do then, Will? Can do. So, the West Coast Eagles were introduced into the competition during the second expansion, so the 2020 season. They lost a lot of the established WA talent pool to the inaugural side, Fremantle, so... They've struggled a bit on field across their first three seasons, only winning multiple games once in the 2021 season Mm. uh, and have finished last in the season just past, so season six, with only one win against fellow cellar dwellers, St Kilda, by just two points. They're coached by Michael Pryor, who took over the team this year for season six and are captained by hardworking midfielder Emma Swanson, who has also captained the team through all three of the seasons they've been part of. Yeah, so they haven't had a lot of luck recently. And interesting to see that both the AFLW and the AFL uh, Eagles team are not having a great time. But I guess that means the only place for them in Season 7 is up. So what are we expecting to see from them this season? Yeah, they've, they've been hit once again by player movement. So struggling to get some continuity in their list, which doesn't help. But they've got some good young talent mixed with some experienced players who will hopefully help them drag themselves off the bottom of the ladder and build a list that can, can contend for finals in, in a year or two, hopefully. Yeah, it's interesting you say that because we had a chat with Hayley Bullets from the Eagles and she was saying a, a kind of similar thing around how they've struggled with their, their coaching continuity up until now. Uh, now they've finally got some continuity there and that's the, it's the players that are shuffling around. But hopefully a good year for them. Should we flick over to that now then? Absolutely. Let's go. Today, we are very lucky to be joined by Hayley Bullis from the West Coast Eagles. Welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. It's uh, yeah, a privilege to be on, so thanks. You were recruited from the Essendon VFLW team back in the day uh, when you were setting up the, the West Coast side. What, what spurred you to make the decision to head west? Uh, I was incredibly lucky, I guess, um, in terms Adam Salwood. He was watching a couple of girls from Essendon and... I guess there was something in me and was like, can we get you across to to train with us for a couple of weeks and see how you go in their female academy? So I started off, um, yeah, came over to WA for two weeks and, and participated in their WA female footy academy for West Coast. And I loved it over here while I was over here. But it was a big gamble, I guess, for me. They didn't pay for me to come over. It was all off my own back and... I guess it was just putting myself out there to potentially get drafted, but also, you know, there was no guarantee of it. So in my head, I was like, what have I got to lose? But um, even my family members were a little bit like, oh, I don't think, I don't think you should go. Like, you know, they're, they're not helping you out in any way. It's just like giving you this opportunity, but they're not paying for anything. But I was like, if I don't go, I'm, I'm going to regret this. And, And I could look back on it and be like, I wish I did that. So I'm very grateful now that I, I didn't head over here and, participate and, and give it a, a red hot crack so it was uh yeah that was pretty awesome that was in 2019 the beginning of 2019 that I came over for two weeks and yeah and gave it a go and pre-signed with the West Coast Eagles yeah in August of 2019. Well you, you did win the the Essendon VFLW best and fairest in their first year so clearly there was, there was something there for Adam Selwood to look at how have you you felt about that transition from the VFL to the AFL level? 
definitely not easy. It's, it's very different. And it, it's different in terms of the fact that when you're playing VFL and like winning a best and fairest, you're the top of your game for that level. And then you come into AFLW where everybody was the top of their game at that level and you're all in this big talent pool. So you're no longer the top of your game. You're just a small fish in a big pond essentially. And then you've got to try and find your way and find your role and, and yeah, navigate your way through. And it's been a huge learning process. And um, going into my fourth season, yeah, I haven't stopped learning. I'm still learning and growing and um, evolving. And I, and I don't feel like I've reached my full potential just yet. So still striving for that, which is really exciting for me because I know that there's still, you know, more to achieve. So, but, but it is very different from, from that lower level and, just jumping up at one level because you've got all of the best talent in or originally when we first joined the competition it was Australia wide um we've got girls from GW like from over in Sydney from Melbourne from Adelaide yeah it was kind of the best of the best all coming into this one team which is really exciting yeah it's uh, it's definitely trying to find all that talent especially after I suppose Fremantle were the first side to set up in WA and, and took a lot of that established talent that was there but there's a lot of young girls coming through the West Coast and it seems a good time. The elephant, I suppose, is coming into this next season. There's been a lot of off-season movement. You've had a few players go to other clubs, but also a lot of retirements. So how, how is that feeling coming into the preseason with such a big changeover in the list? Yeah, initially it was, I don't think nerve-wracking is the best way to describe it, but you just knew that you would walk in the club and things would be different obviously not having those girls. The only consistent thing that we've had over the last three years has been the players. You know, we had three coaches in three years. We had a lot of support staff changing and that, you know, we banked on the fact that we had, you know, consistency in our players. So then to have all that changed up on us and now have consistency in our staffing, but then not consistency with our players being there through all that, it was a bit nerve wracking, I guess, going, going back in and, and, but it's, for the best it's very exciting like we've we've got some brand new talent so much youth coming through and they're unbelievable to watch and they've still got you know so much more to give and I'm really excited to see their development over the next few years and I know that's the bigger picture for West Coast is is getting these this new talent and seeing how they thrive in the next few years and you know some of them are absolutely thriving already now so I'm really excited for this upcoming season to yeah, for everyone to see, yeah, how good we're going to be. Yeah, it's uh, it's certainly something where there's a few players coming up that we're, we're very keen to talk about because some of their highlights look just absurdly talented. But just jumping back on one thing there, this is, as you said, one of the first seasons you've actually had the same coach coming through. And I saw you've also just reappointed Emma Swanson as the captain coming into this season. It must feel great to have that established leadership group and support staff coming into this season. Absolutely. The consistency is uh, I guess is just reassuring and it's really nice to work with the same coach for, for last year and coming back into this season I mean we're we've got four more weeks until we have round one so it's been really nice to work with the same coach have the same support staff and especially our leaders yeah it was they were always going to be our leaders again this season they're they're great and um, they're so good at supporting us and being a voice for for us as a team so yeah, we've, we've got Emma, we've got Dana Hooker and we've got Ashley McCarthy as well. So, yeah, they're, they're great for us and, and great role models and people to look up to and 
um, and they just set that standard, which is exactly what we need with such a new bunch of girls coming in this season is, is having that high standard and, and those girls don't know any different. So it's really great. Yeah, and speaking of Captain Emma Swanson, I don't think there's many players in the league that run harder than, than she does. Mm. You've said you've been learning a lot throughout your time at West Coast, but learning from the likes of Emma Swanson and, and Dana Hooker as well in that midfield must be really, really valuable. Oh, absolutely. They're second to none. They're, they're great players, but they're also even better people. So um, not even on the field am I learning a lot, but, but off the field with them too and their, their leadership as well. So it's been really great, yeah, having them consistently there throughout the last, well, coming into the fourth season now, yeah. I suppose quickly as well on uh, Dana Hooker, she was coming off quite a freak accident going into the last season. How's she pulling up this preseason after making a successful comeback last season, but probably good to hopefully touch wood, not have any other setbacks this preseason? Yeah, she's, she's, I mean, jumped straight back into it. There's, I don't know anybody who is as determined, persistent. Her nickname is the cockroach because nothing can kill her. And she's just, yeah, second to none. I mean, that's obviously unfortunate, but I also don't expect anything un, um, less of her with that freak accident that she had. Like, it, it's so unfortunate. She's had a lot in the last few years, unfortunately, but it'll be so great to be running back out there on the park with her consistently, hopefully, over over this season. And also, Ash McCarthy in that leadership group had a bit of an injury-interrupted season at the start of this year as well, with a wrist injury, but... Must be really exciting for her to get back into the, into things, and now as an Australian citizen as well. I know that was really exciting, and it was a funny story actually. When she found out that she became an Australian citizen, she was down Albany Way in this random petrol station, um, like everyone's getting four and twenty pies and and their and their coffees, and she's like, "Okay, there's no better way to to." <laughs> Um, become an Australian citizen than right here, right now. She couldn't even understand what the lady at the front desk was saying because she was so ochre. So she was like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm here now. It's perfect. So, but yeah, having her in the leadership group from the moment she stepped into the footy club, she always was so professional and, and driving the standards of the group too. So uh, it was always inevitable that she was going to be up there um, with our leaders. If we could just jump into the defense, just because there's been a few changes back there. Some of the players that have left have been regulars back there for the past few seasons. Uh, but one thing we're excited about is whenever someone leaves a spot in the team, that kind of opens up that opportunity for someone else to come into that back line and, and start playing a role there. With Amber Ward and Ashton Hill and Lauren Gauchi, a few players moving out of there, who's going to be stepping into those roles, do you think? Uh, we've had a few... Yes, it's really exciting to see the, the younger girls who may, might have only got a couple of games last season stepping into those roles. So like Beth Schilling, she'll be jumping back into um, the, the back line and, um, and helping out as well as Charlie, um, Charlie Thomas. She is going to be unbelievable this season. I'm really, really excited to see her thrive in the back line. She, she was playing midfield to back line last year and um, every time she was in the back line, she felt more comfortable. So she's been playing down back a bit more this season. So I'm really excited to see her become more confident with the role that she'll be playing in the back line as well. So uh, we've also got, yeah, a couple more new draftees that, that will be heading down back. So, yeah, you have to wait and see. And, and it's really exciting to, to see what the talent we've got. I think one of those which we're expecting, I'm hoping, is, is Zoe Wackford. Is that someone who might be getting a go in that back line? 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's, I think both of the Wapka twins, they're, they're really exciting to watch and can't wait till, till Lauren's back as well and, and they can both work their magic down there, hopefully, and um, in the ruck and down back. So, yeah, mm. that, that height is something that we are needing in that back line and, and she's going to provide um, a great pair of hands and um, talent back there. Yeah, it seems with Lauren going down with that ACL, you almost need a height across a few different areas of the ground because I saw <laughs> uh, Paris is also retired, which yeah. uh, I suppose with Sarah is going to be left in the ruck as the only one coming in. Is there anyone earmarked to be supporting her? Yeah, um, we do have a, a few other tools that will probably be transitioning through the ruck as well. We've got Eleanor Hill, who is going to be going in the back line as well, back line through to that potentially helping out in the ruck as well. Yeah, there, there's a couple that will be, yeah, helping helping out in, in that role too. So they're just still learning the ropes and, um, and yeah, trying to find their feet too. They've got the talent and they've got the persistence and, and that's one thing that you can't, you can't teach as long as they've got that. That's, um, yeah, one thing that, that will drive them to be better anyway and affect that role. Just quickly on Sarah LeKay as well, she's essentially gone from being a backup ruck to the first ruck in the space of a couple of months. How's she handling that transition? She is one of the most positive people around the club. Um, she's also my locker buddy. And every day we always ask each other, how are you feeling out of, out of 10 today? And um, she's always between an eight and a 10. So she has just, you know, grasped it with both hands and she's so committed to getting the best out of herself. She's always there so early, um, working really hard and staying back late too to, to make sure that, you know, her body's right and she's in the best physical condition that she can be in. So, um, yeah, I, I have absolutely no doubt that, that she's going to thrive this season. That's fantastic. Yeah, she, she was one I really enjoyed watching last season, being in one of our fantasy rucks. So that was, that was fantastic watching oh, her. <laughs> Another young superstar that you have uh, is Bella Lewis, who won the best in Ferris in you know, 2021 and has really been doing a great job in that midfield. How's she looking in this preseason? Yeah, well, she's also got a leadership role too. So she's got that to add to, to her accolades as well. And she just thrives in this professional environment. And um, she's always one that you know is going to give 100% every single training session, every every game, and she's always got your back. She's always there around the ball to help out. So I have no doubt that she's going to go up another level this season and for her already winning a BNF in her first season is pretty unbelievable. But, yeah, watching her pre-season already, she's she's thriving and, and, um, and firing. So, yeah, she's just going to jump up a whole other level this season, which I'm excited to, to see. And speaking of young talent, we've, we've got to talk about Ella Roberts, who mm-hmm. comes in with massive raps, was basically a complete midfielder in the, the Waffle W. How's she tracking and what's she added to the group this preseason? And is she in line for a round one debut? She is unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, she, she's got some serious talent and uh, it's really exciting to see that talent coming through finally now and those girls who've, played football since, you know, Oz kick or since, you know, they were at least 10, 10 to 12 coming through the ranks now. And that's just what makes this game and is going to make this game even better in the next few years is having more and more girls like Ella Roberts come through and it's going to be 
even more exciting to watch than it than it already is. But she provides so much flair. Her attitude is incredible. Like she's thriving in a professional environment too. And although she's still at school, which blows my mind, um, and makes all of us, you know, late twenty year olds feel very old. But yeah, she's one that is super exciting to watch and um, definitely keep your eye out for her this season. She's going to provide a lot in our forward line and midfield. Some of those highlights I've been seeing, I don't think she's just in round for a round one debut, but maybe even a round one, a season one best and fairest, honestly. Yeah, absolutely. Potentially. Hey, you never know. <laughs> I'm not saying anything now. Bella Lewis won it in her first year, which is unbelievable. So yeah, you just don't know. Speaking of kicking goals, we, we know Ella Roberts is an uh, amazing talent, but Kicking goals is obviously something that's really, really important. And last season you had uh, Amy Schmidt come in from the GWS Giants kicking seven goals, which is fantastic. Um, and you've got a few new recruits as well up there. Do you give us a bit of insight into, into that forward line and who's going to be kicking the goals for the Eagles this year? Yeah, well, we've definitely got, we call her shitty. We've definitely got her down there. Yeah, so she'll, she'll be one of our key forwards. We've got, Kate Bartlett as well, who's who's back for us again. And she won the leading goal kicker in the waffle for last season. Well, for this season, sorry. <laughs> so I'm uh, I'm yeah, excited to see her play this year against the best. And then we've got Ella Roberts. We've also got Sinead Davidson, who's gonna be a small forward as well. And she has just come bounds and leaps this season. So I'm looking forward to watching her as well, playing alongside her and with her so who else we've we got we've also got um kelly gibson as well who'll be down there there's a fair few of us crystal petrevsky she's going to be down there too and marzi um, amara cameron so we've got some some serious depth in our forward line this season uh, i'm really looking forward to seeing how hopefully kicking a lot more goals this season because we need to win a lot more games than we have the last few years but uh with the depth that we do have throughout our um, our team this season, it's looking more and more likely and more exciting. Yeah, it sounds like a really exciting forward line as well with players like Crystal Petrovsky and Ella Roberts. So definitely hope that we'll see a lot more goals from, from players like that. Yeah, you will. Don't you worry. I, I can bank on it. <laughs> Is there uh, any plan this season to change how you move into attack? Having that consistency in the coaching, you know, might mean that they've had a little bit more time to look at the players and, and how you work. I'm just wondering if that's something that's been a bit of a different mantra coming into this preseason. Definitely. I think um, it got a little bit frustrating last season just with our ball movement and got a bit stagnant um, with the way that we were offensive. So being a bit quicker, getting the ball in quick, moving it around um, is going to help us immensely in getting that ball into our forward line. And with the likes of Krista Petrevsky and Sinead Davidson and Locking it in there is going to be massive for us this season. So just really um, putting that pressure on once it is in the forward 50 to, to maintain possession. Look, thank you very much for chatting with us today. We really appreciated having you on and, and giving us a bit of an insight into the team. One thing we like to sort of finish off with is just to touch on if there's one player at the Eagles that this preseason is, is tearing up the track and, and someone we should be keeping our eye on for the season ahead, who would that be? Oh. That's a great question because there's so many that I just want to give you right now. Um, but, yeah, I definitely think Ella Roberts and Ella Roberts is, is one that you should be looking for and Sinead Davidson both playing forward line this year. So them together, yeah, it's going to be a great joy. Yeah, looking forward to it. Hopefully we can see some more goals coming from them this season. It'll be exciting. 
Perfect. Um, well, thanks so much for having me. No, I appreciate it. It's, it's been great having you. Catch you soon, I'm sure. Looking forward to seeing you on the field this season. Cheers. Thank you, guys. Thank you much, Haley. Oh, great interview there from uh, Will and Jono interviewing Haley Bullis from the West Coast Eagles. Absolutely. And big thank you to Lauren from Stellar Athlete Management for helping us set that up. Brilliant opportunity to talk to yet another player and a player who is very willing to give us their time. Yeah, I uh, listened back to that interview. It sounded awesome. Will, do you have a key takeaway from it? Yeah, a key takeaway for me is with all the players they've lost in the off-season, it's, it's young players that you're going to get your value out of. And Ella Roberts looks like an absolute star. If she's named round one, especially if she's named as a forward, she's an absolute lock for your team, I reckon. Yeah, that's a name I hadn't heard before. We are always looking for that that young talent to come in and be our, our cheap rookie that will earn us a lot of money throughout the game and hopefully uh, exceed expectations and get us those extra points. So awesome to see if she starts in uh, round one. So should we run through line by line? Let's do it. Starting with defence, having a look at these names here, not too many I I recognise. What's going on here? Yeah, as Hayley said, they've lost a lot of experience in that back line. Maddie Collier going to to the Swans as well as a lot of retirements, actually, which means that there's going to be some opportunity there. So we're going to have to look and see who gets those round one spots. But at, at the moment, I'm not really sure who the fantasy relevant players are in that West Coast back line. Zoe Wackfer. Could possibly be listed as a ruck, but also as a, as a tall defender. She's she's a player that will probably get a lot of early game time. They need the height. So as a rookie-based player who might get a bit of the ball in the in the West Coast back line, she's quite an interesting one. The other player who Haley mentioned as going back is Thomas. Probably less from a fantasy perspective because she'll likely be listed as a midfielder, but talented young player, only in her second season. So maybe one to watch. Yeah, she also mentioned um, Beth Schilling. Yeah, Beth Schilling, another one of these young players who's had to to come in and really fill a role. There's so many new faces in that West Coast backline. Mm. I have no idea if who's going to have a breakout year. And as we've said a couple of times, you know, when there's, there's big changes in teams and there's new young talent coming through, it provides a great opportunity for fantasy. So there's actually a lot to pick from here, which is exciting, but probably one to watch given that we don't know too much about these people yet. Yeah, absolutely. And and one name that we, we brought up as well, mostly because they were playing on a wing and had previously been a good scorer, Ash McCarthy. So Ash McCarthy had actually been listed on the halfback flank for the last couple of games of the season last year. So could be a sneaky backline chance. Average 60 in her first two seasons. Had an injury-affected season last year, and se- or last season rather, in season six. So could provide some value, especially as a backline player if they are playing across that wing. Yeah, because she didn't finish the season. Um, I was going to say this rings a bell because I think I brought her in. <laughs> I brought in a couple of West Coast players at the start of season six to my team and then uh, uh, had to shuffle them all out. And she, she only played four games last season. Does that fit into that discount rule? Yeah, it will be. And and one of the other things about it is it'll be discounted on an already very low average thanks to mm. or in uh, round five <laughs> to risk. So we'll be very discounted. So I reckon there's a lot of value in Ash McCarthy. She was one that I started with as well. So I reckon there's a fair bit of value in Ash McCarthy. So keep an eye on that one. If she's just listed as a mid, maybe less exciting. But if she does get one of those forward, she was listed as a forward last season. Yeah. Uh, 
auto defender status, I reckon right up there in my value picks to buy. Mm. But the other West Coast forward, who's mostly a midfielder, who we played a lot with and uh, was flitting in and out of our teams on Liam's suggestion last year, was Bella Lewis. Mm. A similar story, I believe, here. You started with Bella Lewis as well? No, I didn't start with Bella Lewis. Bella Lewis, I think I may have even swapped one West Coast player forward for the other in I voted out McCarthy for Lewis because Liam was like, oh, she's getting the CBA. She's she's a superstar, which she is. She won the best and fairest in her first season. But unfortunately had a bit of a down year last year. She had some some really good scores. She had some 70s and, and a 68, but she really had some low scores as well. Started with a 25 and finished the year with a 38. So hopefully it's a, a case of the, the second season blues and she could be one that is ripe for the picking as a, as a mid-price player this season. Very talented player, but probably more likely to be just a, a pure midfield. Yeah, with a couple of low scores in there, very up and down, not really any uh, continuity in her scores. Um, but I have heard she got a leadership role this year, which is exciting, going yeah. into her third year. So less a formal leadership role, but just being one of those on-field leaders, which is really promising for West Coast. They've got a, got a good young some good young talent there that, that can bring the club into its more, hopefully a more successful period. Speaking of leadership roles, the player that really stood out for West Coast last year was the captain, Emma Swanson. Yeah, absolutely. She was a must-have in your team, but you could just see watching those games. She was the one that was running around everyone, leading the team. It was a bit unfortunate given how well she was playing in a, in a team that just wasn't having a lot of luck score-wise. But, yeah, she was great to watch. Yeah, well, not for me because I... <laughs> Hated watching her, to be honest, on the account that I did not have her and she just continued to play incredibly good football. So mm. I was just watching her with with envy of everyone who did have her. Did not have the, the money to get her in because I didn't start with her and that was very much to my detriment. But it was interesting. She was listed as a defender last season. Very unlikely for that to be the case again, playing as a pure midfielder. I think she's still really relevant and possibly is quite a unique pick because an average of 88 is still a very, very good average for a midfielder. And I think there could be quite a few people who don't go for Emma Swanson this year because she's not a defender, despite the fact that she's in that close to top bracket of midfielders. Yeah. It's interesting you say that because she was like an, and I'm also, I don't really remember why you didn't start with her, but absolutely spewing on that decision. She was my D1 uh, round one and I'm pretty sure she stayed there ate up for Ruby Slicer and decided to find some value elsewhere and never quite recovered. Because she is that kind of upper echelon of a mid-scorer anyway with a high average, but there are a lot of people up around that average. So it'll be interesting to see if she gets picked. It's super interesting because you're going to put her alongside players such as Emily Bates and Hayley Miller, who were these big mm. names last year that everyone was relying on in the midfield. And there is a bit of a stigma in fantasy football about picking players who lose dual status, losing that defender or forward status when they go back into the midfield. I think Swanson is a player that you can bank on to continue to average very highly and will probably go from being one of the most highly owned players in the competition to one of the lowest, simply because people will go, oh, well, she's not a defender anymore. There's no value there. Incredibly good. And also, like, very high ceiling we saw last season, 116. That's yep. huge. Absolutely. And, and her ability to work, get those marks, but also do it in close just means she, she is that complete midfielder. So I think if you do decide to pick her as maybe your, your, midfield, your second midfielder or 
someone as an early upgrade target, I think you're really looking at a player who probably will do you not only really good for for the whole season, but it will probably be a unique pick that might actually get you some points where people won't be looking. I'm going to caution that, though. Uh, early upgrade target, you don't want to rush yourself out of upgrading to her. I think if you're looking for a unique M2 to start, I think mm. she's a fantastic option. Yeah, that's more what I'm thinking as well. So I guess while we're already in the, the midline, an interesting one that's coming back after injury this season, Dana Hooker. So we've had a few really interesting injuries that we've already spoken about on this pod with like the lightning strike and what else, but this is another fascinating one. Dropped a knife into her leg. Yes, knife straight through her foot. Oh, her foot, yes. Really unfortunate injury there. And she she came back last season, looked reasonably good after what could have been a, a very serious injury, which was a very serious injury. Yeah. So I end up averaging a 64. She was a player that I looked at last year as a potential player to bring in just based on the fact that she hadn't been averaging that highly. She had a career high average of 88 in West Coast's first season in 2020. But since then has averaged about 64. She started the year with a 30 and ended with a 28. But from rounds two to seven, she scored 65 plus in every single round, including two high 80s. So, But what do we think attributed to those low scores? Like the first one against Frio probably just coming back off after injury and, and Freya were a dominating team. But that last one, is that like an uninjured 28? Is that concerning? That is an uninjured 28, and that probably is a bit of a concern. From memory, that last game against the Bulldogs wasn't one of their better games. So I think I think in general, the thing for me on Dana Hooker is we know she can be a very high scorer, but I think you'd probably be looking to expect another 60 to 65 average, which, while not terrible, is probably not really the player to start with. For me, Dana Hooker's much more of that upgrade option where if she does start really well, she's not going to price herself out of an upgrade. I think she's a watch and wait. She's, she's a very good player, Dana Hooker, uh, vice captain as well. Yeah, definitely one to, one to watch for. Okay, moving forward then. Um, we had a good discussion. Well, you had a good discussion with Haley about who's going to be king the goals for the Eagles this season. What did you find most interesting there? I think the thing about the, the small forwards for the Eagles is the most interesting because small forwards, while very exciting to watch, they've got some absolute super exciting players down there in, in new recruit, Crystal Petrevsky. Sinead Davidson was one that Haley was really, really keen on and said that it was probably going to play some pretty good games. The problem with small forwards is they don't score highly and they don't score consistently. Yeah. So even though it's a very exciting forward line, it probably means that we're not going to have a huge amount of fantasy relevance in that West Coast forward line, particularly for a team that has struggled to kick those goals. I think you're probably going to be looking once again at rookies if you are looking for West Coast value. And the one that hopefully will be listed as a forward, and if she is, is almost a lock for me, is Ella Roberts, who I mentioned earlier. It's interesting how the team's performance as a whole comes into where you're going to be picking your players from. So for a team, West Coast, that's not particularly high scoring last season uh, and has had some trouble there, probably not looking for the forwards if they're not expected to be kicking many goals. Ella Roberts, like you said, very interesting. Yeah, she was a 175-centimetre midfielder, so one, one of those new generation of tall, rangy midfielders, averaged 19 disposals. But what interests me is her ability to, to fill out the stat sheet. Six marks, five tackles. That's fantastic. And also kicking mm. also. If she does start up forward, which we expect her to start up forward for the Eagles and run through the midfield, which may temper her scoring a little bit, but 
if she is listed as a forward, I, I think she's a fantastic option and should play a lot of football in the upcoming season. Should we move to the Rucks? Yes, the Rucks are, is something that I'm quite interested in for West Coast. About Lacay? I am interested in Sarah Lacay. She was she was quite an interesting player last year. Whether she's a fantasy option, she's a player that basically went from backup ruck to first ruck in the space of a couple of weeks. Yeah. Which is unbelievable. And, and Haley mentioned that she's a, a very positive person and took on the the role with a plum. So I, th- I think there's there's a lot of, a big future for the the West Coast rucks with both Sarah Lacay and, and the Wackford twins who we've mentioned Zoe Wackford, but Lauren Wackford is a player that. Not this season due to her knee injury, but the raps on her as, as a young ruck have been really impressive. So she's one to watch out for in future seasons. Mm, okay, so you say not this season because you suspect that Lekay is going to be playing the majority of the ruck? Yeah, I think so. So Zoe Wackford may be listed as a ruck. We mentioned her as a possible defender. So you could actually have a mm. bit of there if she is a ruck because she will be in that back line, could be an intercept defender, could be playing a bit of that backup ruck. So that's quite useful for, for a rookie at, at the absolute least. Mm-hmm. Sarah LeCay, 32 average last year. She'll be in that awkward price point where she'll be a little bit higher than your, your normal rookies. So I think that you're probably going to steer clear. But I really enjoyed watching her last season. She's a, she's a very physical ruck. I think she's one of those players that I wouldn't be surprised if we're talking about her similar to someone like a, a Mimstrom or a Talia Hickey in a couple of seasons as one of those young rucks who is pushing up to that premium level but has a lot of scope for improvement. Yeah. She, um, from a fantasy perspective, was getting like the kind of the, the break even going in for your rookies last season was, I believe, like 21 or something. And she was getting quite a few scores around there, a couple of yeah, 22s exactly. and stuff. So only only a high of 55. So not exactly yeah. at this Tw- point. 21 hit outs once you got that 55. So that's huge. <laughs> I will say it was against a, a ruckless Geelong team. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely leak points to, to Rux last season. But, yeah, I, I think she's going to be a superstar of the future. So one to, to just watch from a, a non-fantasy perspective. And if she does come out and have a really good second season, maybe a good upgrade target because she won't be priced too highly. Yeah, nice. So is there any, like, parting comments that you'd like to leave with? I think, for, I think for West Coast, the main thing will be they've lost so many players, roles are going to be shifting around a bit so I think it's going to be one of those things where you're going to have to watch and see how they go not only in pre-season but probably across the early rounds yeah for me the the one thing I found interesting hearing Hayley Willis's interview is that there's such a common theme I'm hearing between the people that are moving up from a, a, a more junior league up into the AFL how they're going from being this big fish in a small pond to small fish in a big pond and hearing so many people say this now it it makes me wonder about how some of these expansion clubs are going to go with that whole kind of shuffle. And it's great insight that we're only getting kind of from these interviews around how the players actually feel about this transition. So really grateful for Haley to make the time and share those with us. Absolutely. Well, thanks everyone for listening to Free Kick, the Fantasy W podcast, where we went through our 18 clubs in 18 days for West Coast Eagles. Um, I'm Mel and I was joined by Will and our interview with Haley Bullis today. If you're interested in finding out more, uh, Free Kick is on Instagram and Twitter. You can find me at HiMelD. And you can find me on Instagram at WillH underscore VI. And our podcasts are available wherever you get your podcasts. 
please do subscribe because tomorrow we'll be going through the last of the 14 teams from season six. Very good. We're, we're nearly at the end of, of this lot. We're getting through them, which is fantastic. Yep. And then on to the expansion team, into the, uh, into the unknown. So stay tuned. It's going to be interesting. Very good. Thanks, everyone. Cheers. Bye.